How we doing everybody? Today is kind of nice out. The snow is melting. I mean, it's nice for Minnesota. It's nice for winter. It's it's weird. It's a, it's a Minnesota thing for sure. I go outside at night when I let Girth out. That's my dog. When I let him out, I'll go out there in my t-shirt and boxers, underwear, and I'll take a piss with him. I'll go, go potty, buddy. He just looked at me because he heard the potty word. That's a word he understands. They may not always be watching, but they're always listening. I'll go out there with him at night, and it's 17 degrees outside. <clears throat> there's snow, there's frost on the windows. You can see your breath, but I go out there in nothing but my shoes that I slip on and some underwear and a t-shirt, and I'll take a piss, and I'll piss while he's pissing, and I'll just stand up and I'll look up at the moonlight, and I'll think, this is so fucking Minnesota. Because anywhere else in the world, you know, aside from, like, Russia, where it's always fucking cold, anywhere else in the world, they'd think, man, this guy's on meth. He's crazy. He's outside, and it, and it's freezing. It's below freezing. 32 degrees Fahrenheit is freezing. And they'll go, wow, how is he not fucking cold? Well, it is cold, but I'm from Minnesota, so that's just normal to me. Seven months out of the year, the air hurts your face. So it's nice out today, because it's not 17 degrees. I can walk outside without a coat on and stay out there for an hour if I wanted to. I think there's something to the, the Midwestern life where you're just used to cold and it makes you sort of tough. I have a friend named Gino, more of an acquaintance really. We're not friends, I've never met him, but I've, I've spent a lot of time talking to him. We're, we're acquaintances. He lives in Florida. He made a status on his Facebook pretty recently and he was bitching about how cold it was. He's like, fuck man, it's so cold, I don't even want to go outside. So I humored myself. I was like, oh, it can't be fucking too cold in Florida. So I googled the weather and the temperature, and in his city, it was like 53 degrees. So maybe for Florida that's cold, but in Minnesota, our nuts are sweating at 53 degrees. I go out there right now in shorts and a t-shirt, and I can hang out for a little while. It's kind of obnoxious. It hurts your fucking skin if you sit out there too long, but you can do it for sure. So I think that in general, at least when it comes to weather and events and stuff like that, being in the Midwest and living in like fucking North Dakota, Canada, Minnesota, people are just tougher. You have more of a constitution for being outside and in the elements because as soon as you see any frost or any any sign of, oh no, it's, it's not 90 degrees, people in the South turn into giant pussies. There is something to be said about that. We may have cabin fever, we may be depressed seven months out of the year because we can't enjoy being outside, but goddammit, we are tougher than you. And personally, I would sell out and I would take the bitch way out and I would rather live in paradise 12 months of the year and put up with 55 degree weather than be in Minnesota. But here I am. We are on volume 21. We are now old enough to drink. I hope you've all been well. I know Shannon and I have taken a brief hiatus again from doing solos, but we recently did a group quadcast and those are always fun, albeit fucking super not organized disorganized unorganized gosh for being somebody who is such a fan of the english language you would think that i would know these things is it disorganized i think it's unorganized i don't know they both sound right to me yeah those quadcasts they're fun they're they're socially fun it's cool to involve people but there's there's a lot of talking over each other there's a lot of not organization since i don't know if it's dis or un <clears throat> But I like them. They're fun. And so I have told him to do more solos, and I, I 
really wish I could do more solos myself, but I'm a quality over quantity guy. I could do one per week, but I don't think that I would have near the notes that I have when I accrue or accumulate a nice section on the notepad in my phone. So really, once a month seems fitting. I hope that that doesn't fuck with our numbers too much. I know that we have thousands of people on the on the chain wax waiting to listen to these. But anyway, yeah. We are doing number 21 today. We, meaning me and you. Today is Friday, December 14th, 2018. What's going on? How are you? On this day in history, the Newtown shootings of 2012, also called Sandy Hook. Perhaps you've heard of it. And allegedly, and I say that because I'm uh, very skeptical of, you know, it. <clears throat> A lot of inconsistencies in the story. The Sandy Hook shootings... Shooting. <laughs> shootings. I guess you, you're shooting once, but you're also shooting more than one person, allegedly. So, shootings. Eh, either one's good. The mass shooting in Newtown, Connecticut on December 14, 2012. Apparently, 28 people died. Two were injured. 18 children and six adults died at Sandy Hook, and two children died at a nearby hospital. According to the mainstream media official story, I'm doing air quotes, official story. <clears throat> it was named one of the deadliest school shootings in United States history. Now, I've learned from my friend Jordan that you should be objective about everything. Take everything that is said with a grain of salt. Black and white is the answer. There's no room for gray areas in shit like this. When we have catastrophic events that take place and, and, and there's no refutable evidence and there's nothing that can be denied, you, just, you accept it. It's real. It happened. But when there are just a ton of holes in the story and when things don't add up and when things are contradicting each other and it's just, it doesn't add up, that's when you go, okay, we need to look at this objectively. And when I look at the Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting objectively, when I look at the official story, when I look at things that were released the day of versus a week later, and the things that changed in the official story, again, air quotes, I'm skeptical. And I did spend about a half hour checking my facts, YouTube, Google, you know, looking for sources, official sources. And what I gather is... This does have the, uh, at least the appearance of another false flag event. I don't know if I could say whether I believe it happened or not, but from official reports the day of and in the days following, it sure does seem like there are a lot of inconsistencies. It sure does seem like they couldn't get their ducks in a row. So maybe I lean more towards the conspiracy the tinfoil hat on this one in particular because I'm looking at it objectively. So yes, on December 14th, 2012, this event occurred. So let's look back at the report, the initial report. Now this, this took place in Newtown, Connecticut. And the initial report from the Newtown B, which is the radio station, the uh, news channel, the the new town source of information. The day of their statement reads as such, 
state and Newtown Police, ambulance, and emergency response personnel responded to the Sandy Hook Elementary School shortly after 9.30 a.m. Friday, following reports of a shooting. One child was injured, carried from the school by a police officer. No deaths reported. The other children in the school are exiting the school under state protection. All of Newtown's schools are in lockdown. The private schools have in town have been... Oh, that's a weird typo. Have in town have notified... Okay, so they fucked up there. All of Newtown's schools are in lockdown, and the private schools have in town have been notified of an alleged shooting being reported at Sandy Hook Elementary School. No deaths reported. One injured. Superintendent of Schools Janet Robinson said the schools were placed on lockdown the morning of Friday, December 14th, until we hear what's going on there. Dr. Robinson said it is best if parents do not try to call the district at, at this time. Let's keep those phone lines open. And the first school district will release a message once further information is known. The situation may be evolving. What do you mean it may be evolving? You carried one child out injured. The gunman has shot himself. It says in the news report, the official news report, state and Newtown police, ambulance, and emergency re response personnel responded. That means we have boots on the ground. That means we've got the situation under control. The, sh the shooter shot himself. We've got state and Newtown police, ambulance, and emergency response responding. We've, we have one child carried out. Everything else is on lockdown. We're good. You know, the initial response, the initial story says we're fucking good. What's going on here? And then, three days later, on Monday, December 17, 2012, there is a retraction of the story, a change, an amendment. What could we possibly have fucked up? We had everybody there, right? There was an ambulance, there was a fire truck, there were police, we carried out the child, the gunman had shot himself. What could have possibly changed after three days? Now, three days later, they say, okay, uh, we gotta take back what we said. Uh, I know that we told you we had everything, you know, figured out, but we didn't. It reads, An early online report from the scene at December 14, 2000 shootings at the Sandy Hook Elementary School quoted a woman who identified herself to be our reporter as the principal of the school. The woman was, now we found out, not the principal of the school. Uh, Don Hotchsprung, the principal, who was killed in the Friday morning attack was our principal. So this mysterious woman, who we cannot identify, claimed to be the school principal and gave us her statement that everything was good. You know, we've got the the injured child carried out, the shooter has offed himself. And now this woman who, identi who identified herself as the principal is nowhere to be seen. So she gave us this story, and, you know, we just work at the news. We don't know who the school principal is. And we find out that's not the case. The quote was removed from subsequent online versions of the story, but the original story did remain our main goal. So now we have, and, and this, I, the research I did showed many holes and inconsistencies, but the main one was that it took them three days to figure out that, oh, wait, wait, there wasn't a cop there, there wasn't a fire truck there, there wasn't an ambulance. One kid was not carried out. The shoot They took back everything. The shooter didn't kill himself at that point. Everything was not cool. How does this happen? It reminds me a lot of the, uh, the event that took place in New Mexico with the 
hot weather balloon, air quotes. They started out reporting that a hot weather balloon or in fucking some sort of weather device crashed. They say, they, I'm sorry, they started out reporting that there was an alien and then like a week later they were like, no, it was a weather balloon. Took you a week to figure that out? Jesus Christ. So three days after they say everything's fine, nobody died, three weeks later or three days later all of a sudden, oh, 28 people died. Two were injured. The shooter had not killed himself when we said he did. Where are they getting this? Especially since it's an official news outlet. Yeah, we're all good. Shooter killed himself. Uh, nobody died. Police are on scene. Schools are on lockdown three days later. Wait, um, none of that was true. Actually, uh, some lady who said she was the principal actually wasn't the principal because the principal died. Uh, no, I don't know if I buy all that shit. There's a lot of holes in this story. And so, when an event like this takes place, your first your first notion should be to, you know, you don't want to be insincere or or rude or ignorant. You don't want to be saying, oh, that didn't happen when people have really lost somebody. But really, when things like this happen, it seems very false flaggish, does it not? Hmm. You decide for yourself. Look into it. To me, if I'm looking at it objectively, it seems very false flaggish. The research I did shows that there are several other takebacks that the news had, and not just in a local way, but nationally. And it sounds a lot like an assault on the NRA. It sounds like they're trying to ban guns. It sounds like they're trying to make people not be able to defend themselves. It sounds like they just want us to be a bunch of, bunch of sheep. Disarm yourselves. Listen to us. You are free to do as we tell you. Very governmenty. Very creepy shit. That leads us into our word of the day, which is cognitive dissonance. Have you heard of it? Cognitive, derived from cognition, which is a fancy word for really just thinking. Dissonance, meaning a lack of harmony or a tension or a clash. Cognitive dissonance. So really, a clash of your thinking. An example of that would be knowing and thinking that smoking is bad, but smoking anyway because you, uh, you enjoy it. Cognitive dissonance. Knowing that shootings do happen, indeed, but then the dissonance, there's a clash, there's a... Uh, gee, uh, if you look into it, there sure are a lot of things that don't add up. Cognitive dissonance. And I think you see that a lot in the media. You see a lot of uh, virtue signaling. That's not our word of the day. Look it up yourself, you lazy bastards. Virtue signaling. You see it all the time. On this day. Do you think that shit happened? Do you think it's real? Do you think the, the media's story, even though it changed multiple times, kind of like the Vegas shooting, Stephen Paddock, that weird shit? Like, why is it that when something fucked up happens that it isn't just as it is. It happened. Okay, cool. This, these are the facts. There are no contradictions. It's not a week later where they go, oh, well, we thought. It's like, Jesus Christ, it either happened or it didn't. Don't report it if you don't know. Because then you leave room for conspiracy theorists to go, why are they lying? Why are there so many inconsistencies? There's a lot of holes in this story. Things don't add up. He was living a great life. Why would he do this? You know? 
And why are there multiple reports? We have news of three active shooters, and then the one will be very adamant that there is only one shooter, and he has been taken out. And then the the live the live witnesses, people who were there and they witnessed it firsthand, it's nothing like what is portrayed on the media. Why is that? Like, it, it either happened or it didn't, and it happened one way. There's not six different ways something happened. It's super fucked up. You know what else is fucked up? We touched on this in a in a uh, quadcast, but I have not yet given my opinion of it. And the note is entitled the, the, the Conan Whore. I don't know her name. Sorry, she's an actress. Maybe she's a singer. She's a slut. <laughs> That's all we know. We call her the Conan Whore. She went on to Conan O'Brien's late night show and she was dressed very provocatively. And I use that word because that's the preferred word that is the preferred nomenclature of feminists and people who think there is no such thing as whores and slut shaming is bad, yada yada. So this girl shows up on Conan O'Brien's late night show. I like Conan, he's funny. He's just a man. He's a good guy, tall guy, ginger, funny. And she's dressed in clad to that of a slut. Her boobs are hanging out. Man, they look good. You just want to... And that's just me being a guy. They look really good. Well, halfway through the interview, he just takes a peek, and he gets busted. We've all been there. We've all been caught. He takes a peek at those big old titties, and she happens to catch him. And as if she doesn't know that guys are looking at them, or that she dressed that way initially just for that reason, she calls him out on live TV. She goes, hey... I'm up here. Conan, I'm up here. And he goes, oh, sorry, huh? And I don't think that he was... As much as a late-night show should be prepared for anything, socially and verbally, these cues, I don't think he was ready for it. I could tell it was awkward. She caught him off guard. She was like, I'm up here. Basically saying, quit looking at my tits. And I felt bad for the guy. Because, well, here's why. She knew exactly what she looked like before she came on the show. If you're going to be on live TV, you know what you're wearing, you know what you look like, you know if you've got a pimple that you got to cover up, you know all these little details, especially if you're a woman. Women are good at this. They spend hours each day, or each whatever, half hour to an hour, depending on the woman. They look at themselves in the mirror, almost like it's, almost like it's an addiction. They look at, they look at themselves like they'll, they'll turn, they'll check to see how their shirt fits, they'll check to see how their butt looks, make sure their makeup is on fleek. They know what they fucking look like. And this woman had the audacity, shout out to audacity, she had the audacity to show up on the show and call him out for looking at her big, nice, luscious titties when that's exactly the way she dressed. Ladies, it's super fucked up of you to dress like a skank and then get mad at us for looking at you like you're a skank. Okay? One of the freedoms of expression that we have is that we can, to an extent, dress the way we want, okay? We can have our opinions to an extent. Freedom of speech seems to be rather limited these days, and if you say something that the other side, left or right, disagrees with, you, you're more likely to be silenced. But, but as far as freedom of expression, a lot more freedom there. And we can dress how we want to an extent. The only thing that was not showing was her nipples. More of her, her boobs were out than in. And, uh... Conan's just a guy at a, at a DNA level. He is just a man. And of course he was trying to sneak a peek. How dare you? You dirty slut. 
Call him out on live TV. That is fucked up. You know what you look like when you leave the house. Dress accordingly. If you really didn't want him looking, why dress so that they're hanging out and you're two feet away from him so they're almost in his face? Why dress that way if you're going to go, oh, hey, look at my face. I'm up here. Okay, it doesn't make sense to me. Ladies, it's okay to be a slut. And this is coming from somebody who slut shames. I hate sluts, but it is okay to be a slut if you own it. If you showed up that day and your tits were hanging out and you were like, yeah, I just wanted to show off the girls. I'm a narcissist. I think I have nice titties. Turns out she did. I think I have nice titties and I want to show them off. You get way more respect than you do if you show them off and pretend you don't want to show them off. If you don't want to show them off, if you don't want them to be seen, don't dress like you want them to be seen. It's very simple. It's black and white. I'm looking at this objectively. If I'm a woman and I leave wearing skin-tight fucking... What are those called? Yoga pants or uh, whatever. They're like basically tights. Not yoga pants, spandex, whatever. If I'm wearing skin-tight yoga pants, the black spandex thingies, and it pretty much just looks like black paint is on my ass and legs, and I walk around and get mad that guys stare at my ass, I'm a dumbass. I knew, I should have known, at least, that they'd be looking because you can pretty much see it. It's just a different color. And the same goes for your tits hanging out. Don't dress with your tits hanging out if you don't want guys to stare. You know that guys are cavemen at a, at a basic genetic level, yet we haven't evolved that far. We haven't evolved to the point where we won't look at your titties because we don't want to. Of course we want to. And if you dress like a fucking slut, that gives us even more reason to want to because we want to spread our seed. So for these sluts who walk around with their tits hanging out and then get mad that guys stare at their tits, fuck you. You're a bad person. You're a bad person. We don't need you. We'd rather have you dress up, even if you're hot. Dress up in, like, snow pants and a f fucking winter coat. We don't want to see it if you're just going to be a bitch about it. Yeah. Bugs me. Did you know that there's something called bug catchers? This is a sexual fetish? It's a weird thing. I just heard about this. I had no idea. There are bug catchers. Do you know what that is? That's people who try to get STDs. They collect them. They collect them like bugs, like a bug catcher, hence the name bug catcher. They share them with each other. They post things online on Craigslist. Hey, I've got herpes. You got hepatitis? Let's do this. I got you. I'll get you that herpes. It's like they're rare collectors and they're just trying to get everything. It's a sexual fetish. They will knowingly enter into coitus and sex and fucking and butt fucking and sucking and with people who have things that they want. And there's even a worse branch of the bug catcher, the people who knowingly spread it to others who don't want it and don't know that they're having sex with somebody who has a bug. Bug catchers are real. So before you go raw dog in that slut who's wearing a low-cut shirt showing off her titties, just know she might be a bug catcher. You don't want that shit. I think that's super fucked up. I wish there was a way to prove intent in that way. I wish there was a way to prove that you did indeed get herpes or syphilis or gonorrhea or whatever from somebody who purposely gave it to you so they could go to prison. That's fucked up. That's like chemical warfare. That's an assault. It's weird. It's a weird thing. You know that caravan of immigrants that you've heard so much about in the news that left from like Honduras and they're going through Mexico and they're skipping right over Mexico and they're going to the United States and they're, they're dragging Trump into these muddy waters. Oh, you don't like illegal immigrants showing up regardless of how dangerous they may or may not be, you know, and they are portrayed on the news as these, 
harmless innocent people who just need sanctuary they need a home yet there are like there are off the grid off screen pictures of them just sitting there eating chilling you know almost like they're crisis actors eh, you didn't hear it from me you know that caravan and all these left people who are like let them into our country let them in okay well if you are so pro-immigrant that you are are willing to step into the I allow even illegal undocumented who knows how threatening they are immigrants into our country give them your address send them your address because they're going to need a place to stay when they get here borders are like the walls of a house and the man of the house the president or the man of any house if we're using a metaphor we are up to we are up to the task of of protecting our walls and our borders and inside and we have to treat it like you know if somebody knocks on the door and they don't look too friendly and they've got their hands in their pocket and they look like they could pull a weapon are we gonna let them in probably not we don't know what these people are capable of and so our man of the house Trump our president the man of the country has to look at it that way he's looking after our safety you know if this is a real caravan and it's not just some left-wing fucking false fake bullshit to put the country into unrest if that's a real thing if they really do need sanctuary come in legally pass that citizenship test that is extremely difficult to pass figure it out it's not our responsibility if you blindly say oh let them in okay well give them your address let them stay there back it up otherwise go fuck yourselves you know what used to be hate speech? You know, racism, threats of violence, sexism, things that used to be hate speech. Now, those are still hate speech, but they've added something else into the realm of hate speech. It's called disagreeing with somebody. If you say something that others disagree with, did you know they're calling that hate speech now? You're offending me, you're triggering me. That's, that's something that I disagree with on a fucking personal level. And so that's an attack on me and my, I don't know, my mind, my brain, my existence. That's hate speech. Did you know that? Yeah. I'm pretty much perma-banned from Facebook. Every time I get unbanned, it doesn't make it a day or two later and they find some other thing that's hate speech. The last time I got unbanned, I was re-banned again. I don't know if I filled you in on this. I was re-banned again for a meme from like 2016 that I uploaded. They're going back and they're looking at things that were at the time acceptable, but now they're a little bit edgy and it's hate speech. So another 30 days of not being able to talk to anybody. Here you go. They're just like basically permanently silencing me 30 days at a time. It's so strange. Super left to do that. And the meme that they, they uh, pulled up as an example of hate speech. I have no idea how it was considered hate speech. I, I don't even remember what it was. It was just, I looked at it and I was like, really? Hate speech? Against what group? Like, and who? And, and there was like no hate. I, I don't get it. It's a weird thing. So nowadays, if you disagree with somebody, that's hate speech. I don't know. Speaking of hate speech, feminists are really up in arms. They're really up in arms about, you've heard it that uh it's cold outside stay inside you know that uh christmas fucking song they're saying that it's oppressive to women 
So they're trying to remove it as a, a, a typical Christmas song that we've played for generations, the traditions. They're trying to get rid of it. And I was like, yeah, whatever. It just sounds basically to me like the guy doesn't want the girl to leave, so she'll go fuck a bunch of guys. If you listen to the lyrics, that's what it sounds like. She's like, but I gotta go. I got shit to do. And he's like, it's cold outside. Have a drink. And she's like, what's in this drink? You know, very, very weird. If, if, if you look at it beyond just a basic Christmas tune, it sounds to me a lot like she wants to go pound these other dudes. And he's like, just stay and have a drink, you know, so I can pound you. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's weird. That one, don't really care because I don't really care about the song. I don't like it. But you know what I do like? I do like Disney. I grew up with it. The Little Mermaid, Kiss the Girl. Have you heard about that one? That song on The Little Mermaid, Kiss the Girl. They're trying to make it, you know, they're trying to remove it because <laughs> they think it's like oppressing women and raping women. And, you know, I, I watched the video and I listened to the lyrics and it just sounds to me a lot like he wants to kiss the girl. But then when you watch the video, well, she's trying to kiss him. She leans in several times throughout the, the video, the, the scene from the movie, and she's trying to kiss him, and she's got her little sidekick, Sebastian, the crab or the lobster, and he's, like, whispering in the prince's ear, and he's like, kiss her, come on. And then she'll lean in, and he'll lean out and be like, I don't know. So really what's happening is he's too shy to kiss her, and she's trying to kiss him so she can get her voice back because she was cursed by Ursula. She lost her voice, and to break this curse, she needs to get a kiss. So she's leaning in. She's trying to kiss him. He's not having it. He's too shy. What a pussy. Ariel's hot. Why are you not tapping that? That's beside the point. Sebastian's like, kiss the girl. And now feminists are saying that's oppressive to women and that's f encouraging, like, forcing yourself upon a woman. But they're fucking stupid. If you just look into it, just momentarily, here we are, uh, 28 seconds into the video clip from the movie. And I will play the song in a moment, or at least a clip of it. And you can see that she's leaning in. And Sebastian's going, Kiss the girl. He's kind of got that Jamaican accent. Because apparently crabs and lobsters are Jamaican. Black as fuck. It doesn't make sense. How can you say... You can't have it both ways. She's trying to kiss him. And he won't kiss her. And he's raping her? I, I don't see the, the connection. Yes, you want her. Look at her. You know you do. Possible she wants you. There is one way to ask her. It don't take a word, not a single word. Go on and kiss the Sing with me now. Okay, so what we just saw there, we meaning me, you guys can look it up if you want. It doesn't take a word, not a single word, just kiss her. And then she leans in and he, he, he swerves her off to the left. He's like, nope. I'm too shy, I'm not trying to kiss this girl. And they're trying to portray it as, oh yeah, guys are saying that women can't have opinions on the matter and we should be able to kiss. No, you're fucking stupid. Look into it. I spent 30 seconds on YouTube and I already dismembered your stupid argument. It's fucking retarded. Man, I hate feminists. Okay. Speaking of feminists, let's just talk briefly about a double standard that has been in existence for a long time and, and still is, very much so. It's called the uh, simply don't be fat argument that Chandler, my old buddy, and I came up with one day on our way to work. Well, this girl at work was describing uh, on, a, on a lunch break or a work break to Chandler and I 
like how she is she's not going to engage in a relationship with a guy until she finds the guy that she wants so far no problem now bear in mind this girl is not attractive she's not at all attractive <clears throat> okay and she described the guy to to us and it's insane she's like okay I want him to be financially stable I want to be able to go on a vacation anytime I want him to buy me a car I want him to have a big house just financially stable not necessarily uber rich but you know seemingly wealthy I want him to have a six-pack I want him to be tall you know sort of tall dark and handsome she basically described what was an imaginary man like you you won't find this guy very often like one in a million or a billion I don't know tall dark and handsome six-pack specifically she's like gotta have those abs big penis lots of money and she just listed off this thing and me and Chandler are like what <laughs> are you serious because it's not like Jessica Simpson is going I want a guy with a big dick and a lot of money and abs and no this is just some chick with nothing to offer but a used pussy who has been fucked by 40 dudes and now she's deciding when she's almost 30 like oh I have two kids uh, I'm a single mom I don't have anything to bring to the table I'm less than average looking and I want a dude with a big dick lots of money abs and she basically described a fantasy and I was like okay well while you're at it let me tell you mine uh, rich brunette perfect body not a single flaw nice tight vagina virgin big tits nice ass never argues never nags like yeah okay mine is equally as realistic as yours of course that's what you want but to say that you are not settling for any other guy until you run into that okay cat lady okay lady who goes down the cat aisle every day getting wine and cat food and cat treats for your nine cats and two kids the cat treats are not for the two kids they're for the cats you know what I'm saying it's fucked up why is it that and this is just, this is on a broad spectrum here, but we're going to apply this. We're going to conject this because it's very relatable and very relative, relevant rather. Why is it that women can have such a ridiculous amount of, of requirements for a man? And if a man just simply says, I'm not into fat chicks, then all of a sudden he's a bigot and a pig and a misogynist and all this. You've, you've heard this. I've heard this. If a woman says, I want a guy who's sexy, I want a guy who has a big cock to rip my pussy apart even further than it's already been ripped from the 50 dudes I've fucked by the time I'm 22 years old, if she says all these things, that's women's empowerment and women expressing their sexuality. But if a man goes, gross, I'm not fucking her, she's fat. Oh, you fucking pig, you misogynist, you dick, you asshole, you don't deserve any pussy. Why is that? It's such a double standard. And I know you've seen it. I've seen it so many times, and I'm only 29 years old. I've even been bitched out by a girl because I said I wouldn't bang this other girl because she was fat. I worked at Jimmy John's. There was this fat girl there. She wanted to bone me. I did not want to bone her. Uh, I said, I like her as a friend. She's cool. I just don't want to fuck her. She's, she's a little fat, a little heavy for me, you know? I think I might have even put it more lightly than that because I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. But her friend was like, oh, that's so fucked up. She's a nice girl. She's a pretty girl. I'm like, yeah, she's just f bigger than me. I don't want that. And this girl tried to make me seem, uh, portray me as like a, like a dick, like, like such a shallow piece of garbage. Well, I am openly and admittedly shallow. I do not want fat chicks, but I also do not want there to be a double standard. How dare you? 
say I want a guy with a big cock and a lot of money and blah, 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 tall, dark, and handsome, and abs. Of course that's what every girl wants. You described what every girl wants, but why does nobody get after your case about it? And then a guy just goes, don't be fat. I don't expect muscle definition. I don't expect tall. I don't even expect a certain hair color. Red can be cute. Blonde can be cute. Brunette is my favorite. It can be cute. I don't expect a certain height. I mean, I don't want a seven-foot-tall girl. That's just kind of goes without saying. But, like, really, just don't be fat. You can be feminine. You know what I mean? If a guy never works out a day in his life, he's not going to have any muscle tone, any muscle definition. He's going to look very beta. He's not going to look manly or, or rugged at all. But if a woman never works out a day in her life, as long as she's not fat, she's going to have a flat stomach. She's going to look very feminine. She can still have her curves. There is such a double standard, and it's so much easier to be attractive as a woman than it is a man. Women, you can cover up your flaws with makeup. You can paint a new face on. Men, if we wear makeup, we're fucking fags. There, it, there's, it's not even a comparison. It's so much easier for women than it is for men. Just don't be fat. That's all we ask. We're not asking for abs. We're not asking for you to have a big cock. We don't want you to have big purses, lots of money. Just don't be fat. And yet they still complain. Oh, that's misogynist. Oh, he does. It's like, shut up, you dumb bitch. I fucking hate feminists, and I hate the idea that men are swine. You know, I recently heard, because uh, I listened to the ben, uh, ben Shapiro, not the Ben again. This is the Ben again podcast. I listened to the Ben Shapiro podcast, and he was talking about how uh, this Lena Headey chick, super feminist, made a public statement about men. Of course, she's a lesbian, butch-ass lesbian, fucking feminist. And she said, it's true. There is a difference between good men and bad men. The problem is that only good men are allowed to draw the line between good men and bad men. And that decision, that expression, that decision should be put on the shoulders of women. We should be able to determine who's the good men and the bad men. See, if good men get to draw the line between good and bad men, we're only going to be finding bad men because that's all there are is bad men. And it's like, Jesus Christ, did you really just say that publicly? That's almost verbatim. That's almost verbatim the quote that she said. Might have messed up a couple words, but that's what she said. Did you really just say that? All men are bad? <laughs> Could you be any more of an obvious dyke feminist dumbass? Oh, it's so terrible. Any extremist like that. Left is the worst, but I don't really like the right extremists either. Speaking of that, um, Kevin Hart stepped down from hosting the uh, the Oscars this year. Or was it the Grammys? I don't know. It's just a bunch of elites and rich people kissing their own asses and patting themselves on the back, so I don't watch either of them. It's either the Oscars or the Grammys, but anyway, he was set to host, we'll say, the Oscars. And uh, that's how much I care about it. And they went back to his Twitter from 2012, and they found a uh, gay remark or an anti-gay joke. Even though he's a comedian, he makes jokes for a living. And they complained so much about him that they asked him to either step down or apologize. And he goes, uh, I've addressed that in the past. I'm not going to apologize again, so I'm just going to step down. And now they're out of host. And they're like, oh, no, we just made one of the most popular, like, polarizing figures in the world step down from hosting the Oscars. What are we going to do now? Our... our uh, our ratings are dropping, they have been, and we just blew our chance to have a good Oscar again, you know, because we, we, we are so picky that we went back to 2012 and we found a tweet that he made. And the tweet just happens to read, 
oh, uh, I could never let my son be gay. If I came home one day and my son was playing with a dollhouse, I'd break the dollhouse over his head and go, don't do that, that's gay. That's what it says. And because of that, he can't host the Oscars. They're like, we're asking that you make an ap a public apology or you step down. He's like, I'll fucking step down. Fuck you guys. So good on him. Because fuck them. You can't even make a, a comment in 2012 without people going back and going, uh, let's see here, uh, in 2012 he said, uh, don't be gay. It's like, can't he have an opinion? Does everybody have to think that men should fuck men in the ass? Or is it okay to go, ah, I don't really like that, you know? It's super weird that you can't have an opinion these days. I know all about it. I'm constantly banned from having an opinion. I got 30 days of silence, 30 days of ban for just simply saying, you know, I don't think a man can identify as a woman. There are two genders. If you have a penis, you can't go, I feel like I have a vagina. Well, that's great that you feel that way, but, you know, biology says that every chromosome in your body is XY, and you're a dude through and through. If you were ever to have an emergency, and you're a guy who identifies as a girl, and they send you to the, the ER, they're not going to be checking, you know, if you, you, claim, you uh, claim you have stomach pains, they won't be checking for a uterus problem or a cyst in your ovaries. But you know why? Because biologically you're male. So biologically doctors don't give a fuck what you think, what you identify as. They're going to be checking for male issues. Sorry that you disagree. Well, anyway, I got 30 days for that. I understand. Kevin Hart, I feel you, bro. I'm black. You're black. We both oppressed. We both billionaires. We both getting banned from saying the shit that we feel. I get it. Ladies, don't be fat. I saw a clip because on YouTube I am uh, subscribed to well, many channels, but one in particular for today, the Dr. Phil channel. I love Dr. Phil. He's the man. He puts things the way they are. He's not apologetic. He'll tell you like it is. If you're a dumb motherfucker and you've got some mental problems, you sure don't want to be interviewed by Dr. Phil. He's going to tear you apart. Well, anyway, I'm, I'm subscribed to that channel, so I see all the clips. And uh, he had a guest on there, a man saying that his wife cannot stop being unfaithful and it's killing him on the inside. But he's he loves her to death and he wants to stay with her, but she just can't stop fucking other dudes. And Dr. Phil is like, bruh, leave her. She's a, she's, I'm paraphrasing here. This is my words, not Dr. Phil's. He's basically saying, bruh, she's a dumb slut. She's obviously a cock addict. She can't get enough attention and get enough cock in her slutty vagina. Just leave her. He's like, oh, I love her. It's like, well, it's not rocket science. Here's the deal. Uh, monogamy is relatively new in the, in the human species. It's only been around for 300 years or so. It's kind of a new thing. We haven't really put it into our genetics yet via uh, Darwinism, via the only the strongest survive. You know, eventually things just end up in your genetics because you survived and they didn't, therefore your genes pass on. Okay, so we haven't been around long enough for monogamy to be like an official human thing. But it's, it's what separates us from the animals. If, if a, a dog fucks a girl dog and then goes down two blocks and fucks another girl dog, no one bats an eye because that's what dogs do. Okay, that's an animal thing. What separates us from animals is that we have supposedly evolved enough and we are sort of classy enough that we don't just fuck everything that moves. Even though we are technically animals, mammals to be specific, we don't walk around fucking everything that moves. That's why we're human. Dr. Phil's argument, and my argument, not sure if you agree, is uh, it's not rocket science. If you can't be monogamous, you're an animal. Like, you're closer to animals than we are. 
because that's one of the main things besides opposable thumbs, the ability to rationalize and think and regret and predict future events and anticipate things. Besides that, one of the main things that separates us from animals is that we are monogamous. We practice only fucking one person. We, we get married. That vow means something. And even if you don't officially get married, when you agree to be in a relationship, what you are doing is you are... Uh, maybe it's unspoken, maybe it's unwritten, but really I think we all know that when you get into a relationship, what you're basically saying is, I will only fuck you. I will choose to love you, I will put you first. There's a lot of temptation out there, there's a lot of whores, a lot of women with nice bodies, nice tits, nice asses. I'm only gonna fuck you, that's monogamy. And so this guy couldn't wrap his head around the fact that she's just not meant for a relationship. Women who can't get enough cock and can't get enough just attention really is what it is from guys because really how many dicks do you need? They're just not meant for relationships. And so what you don't do is you don't relationship them. You don't wife them. Women like that aren't meant to be tamed because they never will be. They're like a, it's like a ball of yarn. You roll it past a kitten. They can't help themselves. They got to chase that yarn. They got to like bat it around and, and jump on it. And that's what these women are. Great analogy, I know. That's what, that's what these women are. Maybe it's a metaphor. These women are just kittens, and a ball of yarn is a cock. And if you roll it past them, somehow, I don't know how cocks roll, but if you do, they can't help themselves. They have to jump on it. It's like something in them draws them towards random dick. And for these women, it's not rocket science. Just go let them spread their nasty fucking beef curtains and STDs everywhere else and find a girl who isn't that way. Because clearly this guy was a loving husband and a caring guy and very beta if you ask me but what he deserves is a woman who loves him back and doesn't fuck the whole neighborhood for sure let those women do their thing for sure slut shaming is a great thing and a bad thing at the same time but really if they're whores just leave them be it's not rocket science nigga just just let them be don't chase those girls don't chase them replace them 7.6 billion people on this world and I'm gonna have my heart broken over some girl who is a penis addict go fuck yourself that's worse than a drug because at least a drug addict can be monogamous a penis addict goes oh you were nice to me oh, 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 oh. that's her sucking the dick I could never be with a girl like that it's super fucked up what do you think am I wrong in saying that am I judgmental I've been accused of being judgmental before because I say that women shouldn't go around just fucking non-stop and left and right and getting tons of dick but my only problem is you know these women that do that they often complain about that empty feeling and the feeling of loneliness and not feeling loved and incomplete and they feel these things yet they continue to act the same way and the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again in their cases dicks 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 and then expecting different results I won't give any names but there are a few girls that I know that are acquaintances that are on my Facebook, that I've hung out with, that I've worked with, they're fucking whores. They get dicked down nonstop by random dudes, and they're always bitching about how they, they're never happy and no guy wants them, and it's like, well, no shit. How about you treat that thing like it's a temple instead of a doorway that everybody walks through? You know, another analogy there for you. It doesn't make sense to me how they can't wrap their head around it. It's weird. Times have changed, you know? Things just aren't what they used to be. What used to be considered a whore back in like our grandparents and great-grandparents day is now like the norm. You know, like if some chick back in 1940 just could not stop getting dick and she's like, oh, I fucking love it. I love sucking it. I love riding it. Like back then they were like, you're nasty. Nowadays they're like, you're just an empowered woman expressing your sexuality. It's like, shut up. You know what she is. 
On paper, you know what she is. So I saw this meme recently about how it was a picture of boys back in the day, and then there was another picture on the right of boys today, and the one back in the day showed two boys dressed up as cowboys and Indians playing in the dirt, like pretending to shoot each other, and like this sort of rivalry, fun playing activity that was going on. And then the picture of boys nowadays, and it was like they were wearing makeup, dressed in drag, and it's so true. It's so true. Boys these days are raising, are being raised to be very beta and very f effeminate and super gay. And oh, it's okay if you want to play with dolls. You're still manly. Well, no, because now we're forgetting what manly means. You can't have it both ways. You can't say, oh, men can kiss each other and they can play with Barbies and wear makeup and that's still manly and rugged. It's like, well, no, it's not. That manly and rugged does not mean that. It doesn't make sense to me. And then they'll say that, oh, back in the day, boys were raised to be, like, racist and misogynist. And, like, okay, well, the boys dressed up as cowboy and Indians, that's not racism. There's no hatred in their hearts. They're five. They're dressed up as cowboy and Indians because that's a theme. Okay, that's a theme that that is just fun. You see it in the movies, and there's obviously that history of ours, that there was a, a bit of a rivalry back between the cowboys and Indians. But you, you're looking too much into it, left. The left is going to consume itself, and I think the repercussions of that is we will have scars on our culture that cannot be undone. Nowadays, anything that is remotely controversial, you're a fucking misogynist, you're a sexist, you're a racist, really what you're doing is you're just having differing opinions. It's so strange, and I think that raising young men to dress in drag and wear makeup and stuff, I think we're going to, to face the repercussions of that very quickly, very soon. In the near future, we will see the problems with it. Right now, it's like, oh, we're so open-minded. We're so cool and live and let live. Everybody is loving each other. Look at these boys wearing makeup and these girls dressed like dykes. Well, what kind of future is that going to produce? It's cute now, and it's cool. Not really, but in, in general terms, right now it's like, oh, cool. But in the future, what kind of results will we have when men are literally not men? They're women, and women are like, I'm a dyke. I was raised to play with dart, you know, like, do you want that kind of future? Eh, I guess we'll find out, won't we? Since we are talking about our personal choices of ability to present ourselves or express ourselves, express ourselves is the uh, operative word that they like to use, that's a freedom, but it comes with a price, and the price is people will buy what we sell them for the most part, unless we are obvious fakes and posers, but essentially... The way we express ourselves is the way we sell ourselves, and we are our own product, and we are our own advertisers, and we are in charge of marketing. And this is how we as humans get others to either like or dislike us. We sell ourselves to them. There's a reason they say first impressions are very important. We live in a rather fast-paced reality. Things move very quickly. Nobody has time to stop and bullshit anymore. So it's only natural that we spend as little time as possible in the interview phase, so to speak. When you meet somebody, First impressions are very important. We find out within 20 minutes if we fucking like somebody or not and we are willing to give them a further chance or more time. And that goes for male-female, female-female, male-male, female-male. It goes that way. In the dating scene, in the friendship scene, we decide very quickly with our preconceived, you know, the way our brain works, we have the, uh, 
the attention span of a goldfish. So really, we, we put in very little effort into whether or not we like somebody, and we do it quickly. That's a human thing. We are changing. Okay? The average attention span less than a goldfish, you're not going to spend three hours deciding if you like somebody. You're going to go, okay, I've spent ten minutes with you. I already know this is what I think of you. You're either a dick or you're fucking awesome. It's kind of like the title of a porn. We spend very little time, since there are billions of porn videos, we spend very little time scrolling looking for a, a video to jack off to. We just look at the, the, the title. She-male gets pounded by other she-male? Nope, not my thing. Don't care. Not even going to give it a second. Okay, uh, big fat guy? Nope. Um, grandma? Nope. Not my thing. We, we look for, for trigger words like MILF, hot, uh, teen, big cock. We look for things that are good. So as soon as there's anything that's not good, boom, you're out. And so we take this and we conject it or we, we, we apply it to just every day. Uh, and so since we do have the freedom to express ourselves, we can tell a lot about others by how they express themselves. And we are to either buy or sell their product. And the reason why I offer you this is because I say, look at yourself as others are looking at you and decide, would you like me? Would I like me? You know? If you wouldn't, sell a different product. Otherwise, you're not going to sell anything. This idea that, oh, I'm me no matter what. Well, that's great. That's great if you're truly happy that you're you. But if you're, if you're faux happy, if you're fake happy and go, I'm truly happy being me and I'm me and I'm not going to change for anybody, yet nobody fucking wants to be around you and you always bitch about being lonely, well, a lot of holes in that story. It's astounding to me how many people complain about loneliness, yet shut down the interaction they are offered. If you are truly desperate, and then there's just some nice person that gives you the time of day and you go, nope, it's kind of like that girl I told you about earlier. Not attractive at all. Not really anything that she can bring to the table. And she's like, I'm done with guys until I meet a tall, dark, handsome, ripped, fucking rich guy with a big cock. It's like, yeah, okay, when are you going to wake up? <laughs> that's, that's obviously a dream. Maybe it has something to do with our culture. Acute Narcissistic Personality Disorder, ANPD. It seems to be running rampant in our culture. It seems to be that people suffer from the Dunning-Kruger effect, which is that we are somehow more intelligent or better than we actually are. I don't know what causes that. I wonder what the psychology behind that is. The Dunning-Kruger effect is something that I recently discovered the name of, but I always knew it was a thing. I just didn't know that it was actually, it had a label. The Dunning-Kruger effect describes people who deep down, really, truly believe they are more intelligent than they are. They can score terribly on a test and they'll go, oh, it was uh, just a, you know, it was a fluke. I'm smarter than that. Uh, the test proves nothing. Okay, well, it proves your intelligence. You didn't know the answer to this. It's very cut and dry, very black and white. And they'll go, no, I'm smarter than that. Okay. I'm smarter than the average person. Okay. And the same goes for looks. Did you know, did you know, that 40% of people believe they are more intelligent and better looking than they actually are. And this is, uh, the study they did was they basically had them, they, they had to rate themselves, they had other people rate them, then they had like different filters put over their picture to make them either like 5%, 10%, 15%, better looking or worse looking. And they chose uh, out of the pictures the most like best looking one and go, oh, that's me. Like, no, here's the original picture. What we did was we enhanced it. 
we got rid of your blemishes, we got rid of, we, we, we made your face more symmetrical, we did all these things to enhance your picture, and then they would like make progressively worse looking versions of them, and then out of all of them, these people would have to choose which one they think is the original picture, the untouched, unedged picture. And in the majority of cases in that study, they, they, they decided that, oh, um, the one that looks 15% better, that's me. It's like, well, no, it's not. Here's you. This one has been touched up. And then there was another study where they were like, the same with intelligence, and they, they placed themselves above average. And then there was one where they were like, I'm better looking and I'm more intelligent. The Dunning-Kruger effect, interesting shit. Most people think that they are more intelligent or better looking or more intelligent and better looking than they actually are. It's insane to me. The percentages change from each study, but it, it's crazy to me. And I think, I don't know what the background is it behind it, what causes it, but ANPD is running rampant. Uh, there is a uh, Instagram model, and I do not fault these Instagram models because they are very fine females, and they make money off of basically, here's a picture of my ass, here's a picture of my tits, deal with it, pay me, money in the bank, cool, that's a sellout, I would do it. The, I would do the same thing, even though it's very whorish, very slutty to do that. Well, anyway, there is one in particular named Nikki Blacketer, and she's as 10 as 10 can get. She's just gorgeous. She's She's perfect. You couldn't make a better looking girl. Well, anyway... She's an Instagram model, and she showed a screenshot of what her camera roll looks like before she uploads a picture. And I took a screenshot of that screenshot, and it's like 46 pictures of the exact same pose. She's like, this is, how, this is what I go through to get a good booty picture for y'all. Okay, so like, you can't tell very minuscule differences between all of these. But she basically takes 50 of the same picture. She spends an hour or more, who knows, looking in the mirror, changing the way her angles and lighting are, getting a perfect picture of her perfect ass. And it's like, any one of those would have sufficed. Nobody would have complained about any of those, but she's so wrapped up in what she looks like that she had to have the perfect picture and she took like 46 or 48 pictures of the exact same pose. And she's like, yeah, I'm picky. It's like, Jesus Christ, get over yourself. You spend literally hours per day looking at yourself and taking pictures of yourself and admiring yourself. What better definition of narcissism is there? Hmm. It's super strange to me. You know, I know uh, we already did the word of the day, but I just want to point out that people often uh, misuse the word elect electrocution. You'll say, like, if somebody gets shocked, they'll be like, I was electrocuted! And it always fucking bugs me because here's the thing. Electrocution is a combination word. It's a combination of the word electric and execution, which is to say death by execution. Electrocution is to be killed or die because of electric shock. So when you get shocked and you're like, oh, it electrocuted me. Don't touch that outlet. It'll electrocute you. It's like, okay, so electrocution means death by electric shock. It's, it's in the word itself if you just take the time to look at it. You got shocked. If you get shocked and you don't die, you got shocked. If you get executed, you got executed. But to say, oh, I got electrocuted, no, you just got shocked. So stop fucking that up, people. Hmm. Let's see, I'm going to check the time real quick. I don't want to go over an hour. Okay, 58 minutes. I think we're going to wrap it up here. I have so many notes that I can scroll just nonstop, and there's just pages of notes. So I think I'm going to wrap it up there. I have a lot more to talk about, which means... Another episode will be happening in the near future. But we're going to try to keep everything around an hour, and that's where we're at now. So um, I'm going to talk to Shannon. I'll make sure that 
he gets his ass busy and gets another single out because as much as the quadcasts are fun, they're just not as potent and as quality as the singles because the singles are a lot more organized and, you know, quiet one-on-one. -on -one. We can get shit accomplished rather than belligerent drunk people. So anyway, uh, take care. This has been episode 21. I will see you soon within the next couple of weeks for episode volume 22, Grimoire 22. And uh, take care of yourselves. Bye-bye. <laughs>